want to talk about the goal of parenting. Is it happiness or success? I think whenever we're asked that question as parents, we think, well, both, right? Like, why does it have to be one or the other? Can't I make my child successful and happy? I mean, doesn't success bring happiness? Well, sometimes, I guess, depending on the kind of success or the kind of happiness. But what I want to talk about today is if you had to choose between happiness as the goal or success as the goal, which would you choose? And then looking at our lives, looking at how we behave with our children and the kind of things that we're going for in our families, what is being reflected? Does our lifestyle as a family show which one we value more and what message are our kids getting from us? We recently took a trip out of state um, to do some non-vacation-y kind of things and basically we had a house that we sold and needed to pack everything up. Now that week my children had a lot of indulgence. Um, they were very happy. Uh, you know we got to see family, they got to hang out with grandma, they got to see old friends that we had known and they basically grew up with them for the first 10 years of their life so it was really super fun time. Now they were happy and extremely engaged. They had lots of screen time, like way more screen time than I would ever permit typically in our home. But you know, there's times like that. I mean, no shame, right? Like there's times when I've been pregnant or just recently had a baby or there's been an illness or something. So this is not about screen time specifically, but for my kids, you have to understand that more screen time equals more happiness. Okay, I'm a little sad to say that, but it's the truth. They love having screen time because it's a novelty, which I'm kind of proud about that, I guess. Like if a child doesn't get to have ice cream very often, then ice cream feels like a treat. And screen time is like that in our home. We don't have it very often. So when they have it, it's like they are zoned in like little zombies. You can always tell a child who has a lot of screen time because they get bored with screen time easily. And you think, well, I'd rather my kids get bored with screen time. Like, wouldn't you rather your child be like, eh, I don't really want to watch that. But if it meant that they were on it all the time, that's why they were bored. No, I wouldn't prefer that. So I get it. It's kind of a catch 22. All that to say, they had an indulgent week and then we had to come back home. I was super glad to be back into a normal rhythm and it really inside, they were glad too. But what did it come with? Did it come with lots of screen time? Did it come with lots of happiness? Well, it's hard to get back to normal life and doing your math and you know dealing with your siblings more often because they're not just zoned into a screen next to you. You actually have to interact with them and that means more conflict, more seeing yourself accurately, more rubbing up against each other's rough edges, more discipleship. And that really is the goal, isn't it? In parenting, discipleship, in Christian parenting anyway. So. I want to train my kids for success. Now, happiness, great. If it's a bonus, it's like frosting on a cake. You can have too much and you can have just the right amount. So yeah, I'm not against happiness, but it cannot be the goal. You don't bake a cake for the frosting. Now I know there's frosting lovers out there. Okay. But seriously, you don't go to the store and say, hmm, my birthday's coming up. I'm going to make a cake. And then you just buy the frosting and just eat the frosting out with a spoon. Oh, yum, yum, yum. No, you buy the cake mix. Or if you're amazing, you 
cook the cake from scratch and make your own frosting for it or a glaze or whatever you gourmet people do. All that to say, it's frosting. Happiness is the frosting. Success is the cake. So where do we see this pop up? Where can we tell? Like what's the litmus test for which one we're valuing? Are we valuing happiness in our home as a priority or are we valuing success? One place I see the results of that value choice is at the dinner table. More specifically, at the dinner table, I see this dynamic of happiness versus success when they don't like something I've cooked. If I make something that's not their favorite or even something that's on their least favorite list of foods, but you know, it's what the family is eating. So I make one meal for our whole family and I try not to be mean about it. I mean, there's sometimes I will tailor things. You know, if something is more spicy, I'll tone it down for my youngest kid or like I will maybe not use as many onions in a dish that I know my kids are eating because they don't love onions as much as me. I'll make some more onions on the side because I like extra. I mean, is there anything that smells better than grilled onions? I just can't think. Well, maybe chocolate chip cookies. So really at the dinner table when they don't like what I've made, which out of six kids, there's usually somebody that their character is being worked on when we have a meal. And in that moment, which am I more concerned with? Their success or their happiness? Do I indulge them at every meal? Now, sometimes I will, you know, if they want something uh, like salt or pepper or, you know, something small, yeah, we can get those things. But how far do we go with indulgence how far do we go with pleasing them and getting their preferences all lined out so that every meal is exactly the most delightful concoction of what they'd love to see or do we say hmm this isn't your favorite but God is working on your character right now to eat what you're served or to be thankful have a grateful attitude and then that trains them for success. One day they will be faced with a boss, with you know someone else in their life that will present them with something they don't like. And how will they respond? Every person is made happy through different means. You know, some people are happy because they're doing terrible things. And we don't want that. You know, we want them to be successful, having favor with both God and man. We want them to be a Daniel, you know, someone who could stand up in the presence of a pagan king and stand for Christ and, um, you know, be a good influence on those around him. He was an excellent influence with his peers. You know, he wasn't alone in standing up. He actually had buddies that he was with. I want my kids to make those kind of friends. I want them to be that kind of friend. I don't care if they're leaders. You know, if God wants to make my kids leaders, great but godly leaders. I don't want them to, you know, go to the most prestigious college in the nation or in the world. I want them to love Christ. So if they're, you know, a janitor, fine. I want their success to be measured by who they are on the inside. At the same time, though, there is something about having favor with God and man that I want to train my kids to, say, present themselves well, to have a good handshake, to look people in the eye, to pay attention, to care about other people. Now, yeah, the world is a little cray-cray right now, so what they're going to view as successful may not be what we view. Fine. 
they may not look favorably upon my children who believe a man really is a man and a woman really is a woman. They may not like that. And that may not put them in the path or on the path of success in this world. Fine. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about wisdom and life skills. John Mahon, M-A-H-O-N, has a family discipleship series that we've been through several times, um, helping us learn to train our children biblically. There's a ton of programs out there and methods that claim to be biblically centered, and they're just not. So just be careful, you know, who you listen to in terms of who you're going to get parenting advice from. But this guy, he just is soaking you with scripture and it's just a beautiful thing. So in his, in his training, he does say something about, Hey, we're training our kids for wisdom and life skills. And he has a set of 10 wisdom and life skills that he recommends or that he used in his own home. And, um, I hear the mantra coming out of his mouth over and over. It's like, you don't have to do these things, but what are you going to do? You know, this method isn't, um, you know, it's based on biblical principles, it's based on the Bible, but the uh, ins and outs of how he's worked it out, the exact things that he's picked, yes, they have rooting in scripture, but you can't argue and say, well, not doing those, and then have nothing to fill in the blank with, you know, what are you going to do? So he has these 10 wisdom and life skills, and we have adopted really all of them as values, and so we're working on them with each kid And um, for the heart of preparing them to be successful, not putting their mind in alignment with wacko, unbiblical ideas, but to be able to present themselves well, to interview well, to be able to concentrate, to be respectful of authority figures, all that kind of stuff. So I hope that distinction is helpful when it comes to what I mean between happiness, which is just following what you feel like doing in the moment and letting your feelings be your guide. You know, uh, that reminds me, I, I didn't plan to say this, but Pinocchio, you know, where he says, and always let your conscience be your guide. These days it would be, and always let your feelings be your guide. And I do not want that for my kids. I'm pretty sure you don't either. So keep it up. Keep looking at our kids' lives thinking about what would make them successful, not what would make them happy. Because man, it is so tempting, isn't it? To just look at your your sad-faced child and say, oh, this is inconvenient for me. I want to do something else with my time, then coach them through their feelings. I mean, is that totally selfish? Yes, it is. But I feel that way sometimes. I feel like sometimes my kids' emotions sideline my plans. But then I'm reminded, those are my plans. And God does not promise to make my life work out according to my plans. No, no, no. According to his plans, a man plans his steps, but the Lord establishes his path. It's just that simple. So I hope this has been a blessing to you. I hope that you see opportunities to train your children for success not necessarily for happiness, and that you understand the difference between having favor with God and man and then being in alignment with the world and what success means um, in different um, contexts. So have a fantastic week and 
please check out my website, kneejerkmom.com. I did a little revamp on it that is focused more on this podcast because this is really the heart cry of my um, work. I loved writing my book, Knee Jerk Mom, and I totally recommend you go read it if you are, if you consider yourself a yeller or a hurrier, um, or if you repeat yourself all the time, if you don't know how to take time um, to do the most important things, if you find, oh, I just don't have time to pray for my husband or or read the book I want to read or practice a musical instrument or go on a run or exercise, whatever it is that you know is a high value, but you just never seem to find time for that. Reading scripture, memorizing God's word, maybe even just playing with your kids. You know, maybe you're so busy with the wrong things. You just don't even know where to get started. So please go read my book, Knee Jerk Mom, if that's you. It guides you through some questions to help you figure out um, where you're at and what the next step is. If you have already read my book, please go check out the website. I've got a few extra things um, on there for you, and I'm changing it a lot this month just to try to serve um, you guys better. So go look at kneejerkmom.com and I will see you soon. Or I guess I won't see you soon unless we're friends, but I will talk to you soon. All right. Bye.